I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. What do we have to talk about? Well, the bulk of our episode today is going to be about Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But before Spoilers we get into throughout, that, oh yeah, so, you don't know, listen. If, if you, you haven't, haven't seen Infinity War, you might as well just like pause this and wait because I refuse to filter myself. Yeah. Also, I said don't listen if you haven't heard, which... <laughs> <laughs> So that that goes to show That's what kind of at. podcast this is going to be. <laughs> okay, um, but we're not going to start with Avengers: Infinity War because, frankly, I think we need to like work ourselves into it. Mm-hmm. I need to. <sighs> yeah, we got home at like twelve thirty last night because the seven thirty show was sold out, so we had to go to the nine fifteen. And like Lita goes to work every day at seven thirty a.m., so a nine fifteen movie is asking a lot of me. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it. So we're going to start We have some fitful sleeps. Yeah. Oh, so bad. Because it made us that angry, but we'll get into it. We're going to start first with the royal baby. (gasps) Royal baby. There's a new one. There's a third one. Yep. Uh, We're following up on our, uh, you know, royal game where we (laughs) were like, what what person on suits does the royal family, like, love? Um, Royal baby's name, what was the first name? Louis Arthur. Louis Arthur Charles. Oh, I didn't know about the names. third name. That's too many names fancy. for a, an infant. Yep, it is. I agree. Um, yeah, so that's fun. Mainly because at work, um, I had some coworkers draw up like a like a pool. They were like taking bets on or making a contest of like who could mm. guess what the royal baby's name is going to be. Was anyone is, right? Um, no, nobody okay. was exactly okay. right. Um, because they only really recycle the same like dozen names because they're British royalty and not very creative and tradition's like a big thing. I don't know. Um, so yeah, it made it kind of fun because you're working within constraints. I put in uh, James Victor Phillips. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Thinking it would be like traditional British first name and then like inspired by history second mm-hmm. name like Victor for Queen Victoria. Right. And a uh, third name, Philip, after Prince Philip, mm-hmm. like a family name. Of course. Uh, so none of that was correct. Zero oh, well. out of three. It's okay. Womp womp. It happens. Um, but anybody, there was a lot of people who guessed Arthur for the second name. So they got, you know, points for that. Yeah. Um, Did anyone get Louis? No. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because I... I did my research, and I assume, like, a lot of other competitive people in my office also did their research, but they already used the name Louis in Prince George's name. Mm -hmm. His name is George Alexander Louis. So why do you recycle Louis? Maybe they really like Louis. I'm going to make the same joke I made last (laughs) night. Maybe Kate Middleton is a really big Louis Tomlinson fan. You know, that's a good theory. We don't know. That's a good theory. They're not even French. (sighs) Why? So I'm 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 mad know. about it because it, it threw off my uh, my game because I was like oh well none of these names can be Louis because they've already used it whatever maybe they're planning on having like twenty kids so they're just prepared to recycle just all the permutations of the mm-hmm. dozen names that you can do yeah yeah I mean I wouldn't be surprised my boss this week I told her that the new baby was born and she was like oh my god like that woman has been pregnant like consecutively mm-hmm. like a homegirl has not had a break she hasn't yolo i think the question is whether <laughs> yolo Kate middleton hashtag yolo um <laughs> three babies yolo um i think the real question is going to be whether she's going to have any more because mm-hmm. as i discussed with my dad earlier this week she's kind of like done her duty even though it doesn't actually matter that she had two boys because they changed the succession in 2013 
So yeah. now Princess Charlotte. Princess Charlotte comes first. Mm-hmm. Louis, no, no. Mm-mm. You're you're back at the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get so, in line behind everybody else, like the rest. No yeah. cutsies. I mean, he's still like fifth. So yeah, right. Uh, Prince Harry is sixth. Probably because it goes. No, I don't want to get into it. Yeah, I've had I've had too I've much vodka lemonade too much. for this. I, I could yeah. probably do it if I like was hard pressed to do it at like a trivia night, and I totally would. And I would map it out because I read a lot of those like princess uh, diary. Oh, books. I loved the princess diaries. The ones with princesses or the ones with Meg Cabot? Both. Okay, both. I did like both. Okay, <laughs> but the ones that had like the family tree in the back oh, was yeah, really yeah. like oh, the genealogy. Yes. I loved those. Yeah, the genealogy those of princesses, so good. and it was really fun to read like the Isabel. Uh, and the Elizabeth ones because mm-hmm. you're like, oh my god, they're like related by marriage. Yeah. Pretty interesting. That's true. Those were all families, man. Europe. <laughs> Dicey. <laughs> it's dicey. Yeah. Uh, what else happened in the week? Um, okay, well this is like a pretty small part just because I didn't get around to doing this rant last episode because we had a guest, so we had, you know, another person talking, mm-hmm. and Anne and I are already very chatty, so when mm-hmm. you add another person to the mix, it's like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome for that hour and a half episode, everybody. It's going to be great. I mean, that's Yay. not that much longer than our normal episodes. Yeah, it's probably so like 10 minutes longer. I don't really feel that bad about it. <laughs> but I said I was going to do a rant about five seconds of summer, and this is going to be pretty condensed because I didn't do any preparation for this because I totally forgot that I said I was going to do this rant typical (laughs) (laughs) but five seconds of summer has been releasing new singles i think they have two two or three out right now um so five seconds of summer they were a band oh actually bringing it back to louis tomlinson they were a band that were allegedly um discovered Mm. by louis tomlinson Mm. But, like, I think they're under the same label mm-hmm. now. So I think it was one big fabrication yeah, to make it sell seem... albums. To yeah. write magazine articles. And one of the one of the One Direction tours, they took Five Seconds of Summer as their opener. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it, obviously it was very contrived. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, there's no question about that. I loved Five Seconds of Summer. Their first album, I listened to it so many times that my friend once got in my car and she was like, no, Lita, I can't do it anymore. What was their hit single? Uh, She Looks So Perfect was the big one. But then there was also Amnesia, which was written, I think, with someone from Good Charlotte. (gasps) Which person? I think it was Good Charlotte. I don't know. I I love Good Charlotte. It was was one of those. Okay, give me a sec. Um, Was it Benji Madden? I don't know. That's my guess. Or maybe it was Joel Madden. Um, five SOS. We can cut this if it's not interesting. Oh yeah, it was Benji Madden. Benji and Joel. Look at me. I knew I, I knew it was Good Charlotte. Wow. <laughs> and I knew exactly who in Good Charlotte it was. We know our boy bands. We do. From the pop punk to the pure punk to the Brit punk. No. Brit no. pop? Pop. It's okay. I can't anymore. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, their first album, I thought, was awesome. It had She Looks So Perfect, Don't Stop, Amnesia was, I think, their biggest single here, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved, loved, loved the first album. I loved them. They're Australian. Ah. Some of them are super cute. Some of them are not super cute. Actually, it's funny. Their ugliest member dated, oh my gosh, what's her name? The girl who was in Little Miss Sunshine. Abigail Breslin? 
Abigail Breslin. Mm. So what's his face? Michael from Five Seconds of Summer dated Abigail Breslin, and then she released a song. What was the age gap? Because I know um, she she that movie like took a while to come out, so she like was a teen by the time I think almost it was released. Oh, the first actually I've probably but she's googled still that. very young. Uh, Abigail Breslin is well, she's five one. That much I know. Oh, thanks. Nineteen ninety six. So she's four years. She's twenty one. She's twenty one or twenty two, and then Michael Clifford is. Born in 1995, oh. so he's only a year older than her. Okay. Um, because Five Seconds of Summer is young. Yeah, like they're younger than One Direction. Um, because they're Australian, here they would be Five Seconds of Winter. Because <laughs> of hemispheres. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that was such a bad joke, but it's so funny. <laughs> it landed. <laughs> It did land. I mean, I'm a pretty easy audience, like, regardless. Um, But, like, drinking Lita is very easy. Easy audience. Anyway, um, so she dated Michael Clifford for a while, and she released this scathing, horrible song. Oh, no. Called, um, oh, my gosh, what was this song called? You Suck. It was called You Suck. She just went right for the throat. And so the lyrics were like, all of your bandmates are hotter than you. And like, you think you're all time low, but you're not. (laughs) And the lyrics were comical. Amazing. And the video was so bad. It was like such low quality production. Was it like Rebecca Black Friday low? Um... I think it's, like, almost comparable, except people had actually heard of Abigail Breslin, which I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Um, some of the lyrics. I hate your dumb tattoo. I'd wish you'd fly to the moon. I'm okay. laughing because I lied, you know. I said you sound like all-time low. You don't, even though you try hard. You're not even as good as all-time low. I know. Um, I what hate that scar above your eye. It looks like you're on drugs. This is like that scene at the end of 10 Things I Hate About You with Julia Stiles saying everything she hates about Heath Ledger. This is worse, though. Mm-hmm. Overall, you're not a catch. You're just a dumbass bleaching your hair. I hope it all falls out. <laughs> She really went for it. <laughs> Thanks for the tickets to your show. I just wanted you to know all your bandmates are hotter than you. Damn. They are, though. Michael Clifford is easily the ugliest member of Five Seconds of Summer. And he's also had the most embarrassing on-tour moments where once he fell off stage and another time his hair caught on fire. Oh, heavens. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Tangent. Okay. So, whew, Lita. Typical. Um... Five Seconds of Summer. I loved them. I especially loved Luke Hemmings, who's kind of like their main their main dude. Main One singer. of the hotter bandmates. One of the hotter ones, yes. Um, and then an article comes out in Rolling Stone mm. about Five Seconds of mm. Summer. And they sound like the worst people in the entire oh world. The whole article, um, I should pull it up actually so I can um, pull out little snippets um okay i think this is it inside the wild life of the world's hottest band which okay rolling stone like this was while one direction was still a thing like yeah mm -mm. they're not even as good as all time low (laughs) (laughs) okay um blah 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 basically i mean i'm gonna pull out a couple quotes but basically the article 
Oh my gosh, Rolling Stones paywall is killing me right now. I just want to tell you. There are ads everywhere. Okay. Their article was basically about how they're super overprivileged, immature babies who have had threesomes because girls just throw themselves at them. Uh, And they do a lot of the drugs. And it's just, it's really bad. Uh, Okay. Let me pull out some... One time an Australian guy offered me drugs and I said, no, thank you. What kind of drugs? Cocaine. Oh. Where were you? Down the street. Oh, solid. Okay. (laughs) That's fun. From where I live. Um, (laughs) Okay. I want to find the section about threesomes because that's the part... Oh, my. That's really horrible. And the only redeeming member of their band is... I want to call him Steve Irwin. His name is not Steve. (laughs) R.I.P. Um, oh my gosh, what's his name? This is so bad. I used to be so, so into them. Starts with an A? Ashton. Ashton Irwin. Ugh. There we go. I mean, they're Australian. No relation? No, I don't think so. Okay, sorry. I'm trying to find the threesomes part. Hmm. Ew. You... You guys ever Google image boobs, says Clifford, when I was 11. <laughs> I used to take off safe search in Google images. What a rebel. So creative. So fucking stupid. Uh, oh, and then Luke is dating this, like, Instagram influencer named Arzalea. And they're, I think it's actually in this article. Oh, my. They ask her. Arzalea? Arzalea. Not Azalea? Nope. Arzalea. And they ask her if she's concerned about the longevity of her career and she's like no i have a trust fund yeah yeah i know um what does she do i'm an internet influencer i just post pictures it's really easy i mean i post pictures but they don't pay you like a hundred thousand dollars to do it that's true (laughs) if only sorry this is like a really aggressively long long article i just want to get to the part about threesomes i want them to remake almost famous but have it be about five seconds of summer okay here we go hemming says they took full attention of the attention full of advantage sorry hemming says they took full advantage of the attention they were wildest on their early tours when they'd go to bars to mingle with fans after the show when you put four young dudes on a tour bus playing theaters and arenas you're gonna have sex with a lot of girls i guess says hemmings we had a good time multiple girls in one night i feel like i shouldn't say he says with a smirk you could say the possibility of that is high multiple girls at the same time the possibility is high he says again the possibilities are endless so this article made me matter that i've been in a really long time because the thing about one direction is overall like they've had their little snafus here and there but overall their images have remained like pretty good yeah did not happen with five seconds of summer because they think they're this like pop punk band and it's like you're not well it's like don't treat your fans like disposable i don't know That sounds shitty. I think the backlash to the article was, like, pretty intense. Because I can't imagine I was the only person to have that reaction. And even though their fans, by and large, are obviously much younger than me, I can imagine their moms reading this article and being like, these guys are shit. I don't want my daughters anywhere near this kind of Mm -hmm. bullshit. Um, 
But that's the story of how Five Seconds of Summer broke my heart. One day mm-hmm. in 2015, this article was posted. And, and since then, we've been let down by lots, many celebrities. Lots of things. Many. Um, and their second album was really bad. So I... Mm. Time to cut loose. Didn't feel bad. But some of... I really liked the first single they released. Oh, bummer. This time around. And I'm hoping that they've gotten older and gotten more mature and like... Maybe that's wishful thinking on my part. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's me being overly optimistic, but I do like their music. But I hate them. I will badmouth them, mm. given any opportunity, because I think they're shitty people. Uh, we got a feud. We have a feud. Not that they'll ever know about it. <laughs> no, like, tag us at Stan. <laughs> tag them. Five seconds of summer or five SOS. I don't know what their handle is. I think five SOS. We're going to feud. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it, I, there's something about that level of, um, my gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? When you're just given things, when you're. Entitlement. Entitlement. Yeah. Thank you, Anne. The level of entitlement from these 17 year old punk assholes, mm-hmm. it's gross, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I felt like the article objectified women and was really inappropriate and really unflattering and we hate them, but I still listen to some of their music and I think their first album is still really good. But they're shitty people. Mm -hmm. That is the moral of this story. Internal conflict. It's internal conflict. But I think it... I think it continues the question that we're experiencing in 2018 which is when can you remove the person from what they've created and in some cases i think you can't you absolutely cannot yeah in five seconds of summer's case i mean i think they're shitty people did they like commit crimes i mean i guess i don't know yeah but they're not accused sexual abusers. Yeah. So that's 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 the rough thing. And I think it's a, it's a thing I'm asking myself like like oh you want to put it out on an episode of this and I'll like scan through the cast and my head and be like is there anybody I can't stand to see on my screen anymore? No, we're we're good. We can watch an episode. Yeah. Or I'll be like mm, yeah, but only after this season or oh before the season because I'm just like I just don't want to see your face if you're an abuser. I just 2018 can't is complicated. It. So you do have to go through your mental rolodex and be like okay who's a criminal? Who's a criminal? Who am I mad at and why? <laughs> But Five Seconds of Summer hasn't reached that level. This was, you know, 2015 when I thought this was enough to, like, jump ship. Mm-hmm. When it was enough to jump ship. And now, you know, we're dealing with very different parameters. But anyway, that's my rant about Five Seconds of Summer. They're terrible. And also, Louis Tomlinson supposedly was the person who discovered them. And Louis Tomlinson... He's the worst member of One Direction. I firmly believe that. Well, he tweeted the royal couple and was like, because Louis and Louis, the royal baby, he said the Adidas tracksuit was in the mail because Louis wears a lot of Adidas tracksuits. If you were a millionaire, like multi-millionaire, you wouldn't wear Adidas tracksuits, would if you? If I was a multi-millionaire, I'd dress like Harry Styles. Yeah. I'd wear Gucci floral suits. And he probably doesn't have to pay for them either. No, because he looks great in them. It's great he marketing does. for he Gucci. Does look great Good in job. Them. Anyway. That's the really roundabout connection between the royal baby and five seconds of summer. <laughs> there is a link we there. We made it there. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. That just, it is how it is. Well, speaking of Rolling Stone, yeah. Uh, Janelle Monet was profiled in Rolling Stone 
uh, recently because uh, her new album dropped on April 27th, mm-hmm. and I highly recommend it. It's so good. Beginning to end, all the songs. I love it. I listen to it on a loop all day at work on Friday. Um, amazing. And I have tickets to go see your show. Yay. It's going to be so good. Um, but what was exciting about the profile in Rolling Stone, it, w- it was Janelle Monet like, putting into words in print, like, I'm queer. Mm-hmm. Which we definitely knew. Yep based on the past year of her and Tessa Thompson going to events together and, like, being g- gal pals. Gal pals. Gal pals, a.k.a. definitely dating or flirting or whatever it is. But they appear a lot together, and they're very beautiful, both of them. Mm-hmm. And just, like, the aggressive queerness of her three to four, at least two of her four videos that she's mm-hmm. released for her new album. One which is literally just about the vulva. Yep. And another one which is about, like, I don't know, liking tons of people. So, Janelle Monet, she's queer. She identifies specifically as pan. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. I'm hype about it. Can't wait to see her show. That actually segues really well into Avengers Infinity War. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to pee first. Do it. But Tessa Thompson, you know, connection. Ah, Valkyrie. Connection. Valkyrie. Eh. Okay. Love it. All right. Avengers. Avengers Infinity War. Like I said, we went at 9.15 last night. Very late. It's two hours and 40 minutes. So long. So stressful. My heart rate maxed. It wasn't this for very long, but it was maxed at 105 beats per minute for a short amount of time. So I was stressing during this film. I hid behind my sweatshirt. I, at one point, was feeling so many feelings that weren't good that I, like, hid in a little fortress with my arms, like, squeezed up against my head so nobody could see my face and how upset I was because it got hashtag too real. Okay, where do we want to start? Because I don't think we should start at the end. Even though it's tempting to start at the end, I don't think we should start at the end. Do we start at the beginning? I mean, we can start at the beginning. Let's do it. Okay, so here's the thing. I was watching, I think Jimmy Kimmel, sorry. I was watching Jimmy Kimmel and they had uh, people in the Avengers come play this like trivia game about the comics or Mm -hmm. like the Avengers. And Tom Hiddleston was there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, he's in this movie. He dies like four minutes in. Like immediately. Literally. Before the, the name of the movie comes up on screen. Yep. Loki's already dead. And I was like, I feel so misled because he shows up Mm -hmm. here and you think he's going to be a big part of this movie. No, Mm -hmm. he fucking dies. Makes basically a cameo. Yeah. He's there for about the same amount of time as Idris Elba's there. Who? Idris Elba. Oh, Idris Elba. Sorry. I just said it really fast. No, it's okay. Yeah. They were alive for like the same amount of time, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. And it was just one scene. And very painful. Then it was over. Because the Asgardians from Thor 3 had just escaped the like fall of Asgard and they're on a refugee ship and all of a sudden the whole thing's being destroyed. So I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah, which I think is like enormous foreshadowing for the entire movie is one, people die who you don't think are going to die. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that's permanent, I mean, we'll get to that later. And two, I had a second point. Give me one second. <laughs> Um, people die and I don't 
don't know. Everything's horrible. Yeah. I guess. It's like, it's a Marvel movie because it has like humor injected throughout to sort of just be like, okay, let's give you like a short little break from the gloom and doom. But there was so much gloom and doom constantly throughout the whole thing. And doom. Oh my God. I think, I mean, the most fun thing about this movie was all of the Marvel characters coming together. The ones who kind of exist in not different universes, obviously, but in different pockets yeah different the pockets. same universe because you have the guardians of the galaxy yeah. you have the avengers and then you have dr strange who's just kind of like kicking it mm-hmm. uh, dr strange and iron man meeting was hilarious mm-hmm. they're the same they're <laughs> they're the same they're, and i even lean on there yeah. i was like two sherlock holmes they were two sherlock holmes and they also had very similar facial hair mm-hmm. and at one point i was like are they gonna make out <laughs> i ship it i do i'm gonna join that pack of shippers I mean, there's probably fan fiction. I'll find I'm it for you later. It. I'm certain. <laughs> um, but that was definitely the most fun thing about this movie was all of these characters we've grown attached to and um, gotten used to seeing all being hodgepodge together. My dad described it as like a kitchen sink movie. It is. That's exactly <laughs> it's just what it is. one big jambalaya. They dumped everyone into one movie, which was why it was two hours and 40 minutes mm-hmm. long because there were 17,000 characters. It was exhausting. Yes. Yeah. I read a tweet today. I was like, I'm pretty sure, like, everybody, there's someone out there who's, like, totally unfamiliar with at least one of these characters. Yep. Which was true, because I had to lean over to Lita, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? It was Vision. Oh, it was Vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. turns into, like, a key part of the movie, because he has the Mind Stone embedded in his his forehead. forehead. Um, I did not bother to see avengers age of ultron so i don't know who vision is i don't get why he's making out with scarlet witch she seems like way out of his league whatever um so i didn't really give a crap that they were trying to like rescue him from thanos who was trying to collect the mind stone out of his forehead to put in his infinity gauntlet so that he could destroy half the universe in a finger snap which Mm -hmm. is like thanos's whole deal in this movie Mm mm-hmm so I was just like, I don't know, just fucking destroy him. Like, I don't care. Vision, who's that? He's a robot? I don't, whatever. So I emotionally wasn't there for that, but I was very there for everybody else. Okay, we'll, we'll get there when we get there, because mm-hmm. that is literally like the last five to ten yeah, minutes of yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I did write some highlights down last night at like 12.30 when we got out of the mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. because it was the longest movie ever. Oh, yeah, I'll have to recap my tweets too. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so some of the highlights I wrote down, Thor's axe and lightning shit. That's Boom. what I wrote. Oh, I it. Love was it. amazing. He goes so to this like dead star mm-hmm. place where Peter Dinklage is this... <laughs> giant dwarf. Yeah, giant dwarf who makes weapons. Yeah. And he makes him this crazy lightning axe yeah because we've seen thor harness lightning but we have not seen him harness lightning like he did yeah in infinity war it was bonkers it was so good and the handle of the axe is like groot's arm which i thought was neat and he got an eye back so he wasn't wearing his oh, eye yeah, patch anymore no eye patch, that which, was kind of fun uh it's fine i missed the eye patch though oh i didn't miss the eye patch because the eye patch just reminded me that he didn't have an eye which grossed me out yeah also, that was a really funny part of the movie when the Guardians of the Galaxy rescue Thor because he, like, lands on their mm-hmm. ship. And they call him a pirate angel. Half pirate. Ha- is that what <laughs> they call true. him? Yeah, he he's is. half pirate, half angel. So they were commenting on how beautiful he was. And, of course, Peter Quill was getting 
Yeah. I mean, his feelings about it. Really concerned. <laughs> but everyone just kept talking about how beautiful Thor was. And he it's is. like, yeah. He's, he's, he's yeah, a Hemsworth. He's a specimen. <laughs> he is one fine Asgardian specimen. Yeah. I think it was interesting how they like grouped different pockets of the Marvel Universe together kind of by tone. Yeah. And like Thor 3, you know, Ragnarok helped bridge the tone between Thor and guardians of the galaxy like it added some more like space yeah funky rainbow colored people yeah that's legit and uh also just like a lot of humor Mm -hmm. and kind of made it seem more natural for thor to meet the guardians whereas i think if we took thor from an earlier movie it would have been like oh this is weird yeah the only connection they would have had was space and like that i mean that still makes sense space that they would yeah Mm -hmm. they wouldn't run into anyone else like that wouldn't make any sense but they made it very funny. It felt very on brand. And you're right. It connected really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And like Doctor Strange and Iron Man meeting makes sense because they both have huge egos. Enormous. Enormous egos. Also, who trusted fucking Doctor Strange with a with an infinity stone? <sighs> I watched that movie. I think he literally just put it up and like started wearing it. I don't remember that movie at all. I saw it. Do I remember it? Not so much. Who was his love interest? He had a love interest who was a doctor, right? Or a nurse? Yeah. Doctor? Yeah. Nurse? Who was that? Elizabeth from The Notebook. Oh, Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Elizabeth. Yikes. Was she Elizabeth in The Notebook? Why did I, I call her Elizabeth? I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely have no idea. We'll find out. You're still thinking about royal names. I am. I think that might be it. Um. Okay. What other highlights did I write down? Cap's beard. Oh, oh my god, yeah. That was pretty good. But what was the joke? Oh, the joke was that he copied Thor's beard. Yeah, but what was the Twitter joke? Or the Tumblr joke? Oh, oh! Okay, (laughs) sorry, my bad. So I saw a Tumblr post, and I'm not gonna recreate this perfectly, but basically someone posted a picture of Sharon Carter, who was played by... The girl from Revenge. The girl from Emily Van Camp. Mm-hmm. She's also in Everwood. And now she's in The Resident, the new show with Logan from Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. And he was also in The Good Wife. And I love him. And The Resident is actually really good. Plug. It's tackling a lot oh, of... Oh, it is good? Yeah. I think it's really good. I mean, it's super soapy. But like, first of all, I what mean, doctor like show soapy. isn't soapy? And second of all, it's addressing a lot of um, hospital and insurance... Not necessarily malpractice, but kind of malpractice, but a lot of corruption in mm-hmm. the in the health industry that oh, I've never seen on television before. Yeah, and shine a light. Yeah, and I used to work in community health, so this is, you know, not new to me, but I think it might be new to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so highly recommend. It's fantastic. He's amazing. Emily Van Camp is wonderful. Um, the show is very diverse also, which is cool. Because Good. that doesn't always happen um but anyway sorry i am such a bad rambler okay emily van camp sharon carter so she was in um captain america civil war well and she was in winter soldier oh yeah winter soldier he finds out she like lives next door and he finds out that she's been like watching him Ah. and she's actually part of shield and he like runs into her at shield and he's like "Eh, Mm. eh, my neighbor Mm. um and it's the whole thing but anyway, this Tumblr post had a picture of her, and it was like, this is the beard I was expecting to see in Infinity mm-hmm. War. Um, Steve and Bucky forever. Steve and Bucky forever. True loves. 
Yeah. And also, it's weird that they tried to give him a love interest who was his original love interest's granddaughter. That's a little off. That's weird. That's a little off. I'm, I'm sorry. No. It's not how that Bucky works. just makes so much more sense, but whatever. Okay, other highlights. Let's see here. I did write one of my highlights as Anne not knowing who Vision was. Yeah. Okay, can you tell the pod comment, the rabbit thing and the pod comment? Oh, so one of the best things where I like leaned over and whispered to Lita was uh, Thor and Rocket team up and take a, an escape pod off of the Guardians of the Galaxy ship to go on their mission to revive the dying star, blah, 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 acts. It's a whole deal. Um, and in the, you know, context of this, Thor thinks that Rocket is a rabbit rather than a raccoon, which is hilarious. And he goes, rabbit, fire up the pod. <laughs> and I'm just like, we need that. We need that sound clip for this pod. And so that like, <laughs> after we do our like cheers, we'll do rabbit, fire up the pod. So that's delightful. It was really good. It was, it was a very good joke running throughout. Because, of course, Thor doesn't know what animals are. Like, yeah. they don't have rabbits no. on Asgard. He doesn't know. Well, they also don't have raccoons on yeah, Asgard. Yeah, exactly. So they don't have trash on Asgard. Guess. I don't know. Maybe Jane made him some flashcards. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Jane, who is not in this movie. Good. God. Just saying. Um. Yeah, those were my only highlights that I could think of last night when I wrote down these notes. Can you think of any others? I just want to get to the part where I can feel all the anger. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me just check. Yeah, I think we can get into the anger. I'm ready. So the deal with Infinity War is that Thanos thinks it's a good idea to solve hunger in the universe. And I'm doing severe air yeah, quotes. Yeah, so, so much sass with um, these air quotes. By just at random eliminating half of all living beings. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's the best way to solve hunger, right? Right? And he does make this comment, and this will lead into what Anna's about to say. He makes this comment about regardless of its, regardless of whether they're rich or poor. Yeah, he's like, you know, you know, for rich or poor, like, you know, just at random, like, we'll, I'll just, like, snap my fingers and eliminate half of them. And, I'm, and I lean over and I'm like, if there are rich people, there are enough resources for everyone. Like, the very existence that people can be wealthy mm-hmm. means that you can redistribute that shit so that everybody can eat or if you have control over reality matter space time everything with the infinity stones why not just like make more fucking food i don't know why you gotta planets he could probably make more planets why you gotta kill half of the universe so uh, i'm mad at thanos he's so dumb he's never seen the leftovers on hbo where like 0.1 percent of the human population disappears everybody goes nuts freaks out can't handle it which is like what we started to see at the the cut scene at the end. Yeah. It's true. Like communism would have solved all of the problems. Thanos needs to be Thanos needs given a, a copy of Karl Marx. Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> it's true though. It's it was I think a perfect embodiment of when someone with too much ego thinks that they have all the yeah. solutions. It's like, oh, it's so simple. Why can't everyone see her? Why is nobody brave enough? Like, I'm the only one no. with the strong enough will to do this. Thanos sucks. Thanos sucks. So he's sitting there smug at the end of the movie, having killed successfully yeah. 
half the universe yep. watching a beautiful Wakandan sunrise, which I was like, you do not deserve, Was sir. he in Wakanda? He was in Wakanda, oh. I think. Oh, I have no idea. Because there's a sunrise, and I was like, oh yeah, Black Panther, Wakanda, it's a deal. Being like, um, I did it, I'm so smart, I saved the universe. No. No, you fucking suck. And then, wow, we like... I don't want to smash things. I know I'm not. If I smash this table, it's going to make really bad audio. Yeah, no, we can't do that. But we, what's the word I'm looking for? We did this. I don't know. What you're, <laughs> I, don't know I don't know what you're trying to sign to me. <laughs> um, we fell into a rabbit hole of rage. That's not what I was trying to say, but it works. So much rage. <laughs> um, because here's the deal. So the way the movie ends is all these people start like fading away into yeah, dust. Yeah, they like turn into dust and drift away. And I kind of thought of it as like if they were made of paper, it was like the ash that you get from burning up like comic books. And I was yeah. like, that's my theory of how they decided to design that. Because mm. they could have just blinked out of existence. Yeah. Um, but they like crumbled to dust and blew away. That was away. more like emotional, I think. Oh, it was very hard to watch. Um, and some of them were a lot harder to watch than others. And I think the thing that made definitely me the most angry, but I think Anne as well, was because we know, like some of the characters who died, most mm-hmm. notably T'Challa and Peter Parker, My have fucking sequels coming out. Babe. I know, I know, I know. It was, Anne was not having a good time last night. But the thing that bothered me the most was like the logistical aspect of it. Like Black Panther most successful marvel movie ever right how dare you even imply that you're not making i know and it's like but that's the thing is it doesn't feel worth it like you're gonna have to undo this or you're gonna have to backdate or you're gonna you're gonna have to walk out of this like find a way back from this somehow Mm -hmm. like how is that worth it because deaths that are temporary like i know that's very superhero but it doesn't feel satisfying it feels cheap yeah because like you wipe out major characters that are beloved okay let's go through so t'challa peter parker (sighs) bucky bucky um, falcon yeah sam wilson uh uh, colby smolders maria nick fury nick fury yeah Um, who else i mean scarlet witch but Oh, she kind of had her arc i was like you can stay dead i don't care yeah i wasn't bummed about that part um we already said Bucky? Yeah. I mean, there were more. Like, yeah. basically There's the only ton. people alive at the end that are, you know, from well, the Avengers All of the Guardians core, of the Galaxy. All of the Guardians. Of, well, because Gamora had already died. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, Iron Man's, like, alone Iron Man and Titan. Captain America. Yeah. Or were... Yeah. He was alone on Titan. And then Captain America and Thor. Scarlett Johansson. Scar- Did she die? No, Scarlett Johansson's still Yeah, alive. she's still fine. But she's freaked out. Well, obviously. Everybody's well, and Bruce out. Banner was still alive. Yeah. Okay. He still so. hasn't gotten his own movie. Sucks for him. Anyway, so it just, it felt really unsatisfying to me in that it can't be permanent because we know there are sequels coming. Mm-hmm. And even if we didn't know that there were sequels coming in production, like, again, Black Panther was the most successful Marvel movie of all time. They're, of course, not going to let it be a standalone. Like, of course, they're going to mm-hmm. capitalize on making another one. So he's not dead for real. Yeah. But it's like, it's like I have to wait a year to see the second half of this story. And I have to yeah. pay, an, like, another $15 to see the second half of, like, a very unfinished story, it feels like. Like, this is the halfway mark. And it was two hours and 40 minutes two of my lifetime. And, and, like, ugh. 
it's just it's just it was so frustrating and to like to come completely out of like just having seen like black panther and like discovering the world of wakanda and having it completely like ripped apart yeah in a huge battle and i was like no like we just got this yeah we just got this and where are you straight up destroying it right away that's kind of the confusing thing about mcu also is timing because it's not sequential like mm-hmm. the movies coming out are not in time chronological order so it's like we don't even really know when this is happening mm-hmm. which is also a frustrating thing about mcu yeah i guess we're learning the frustrations of comic book fans <laughs> i guess i'm sure it's the same exact deal i i mean yes but i don't know at least with comics like there's all of these different directions and if you don't like where someone is going you can read another comic mm-hmm. series mm-hmm. right and in this case, we're just like, well, fuck. Yeah. Like This is like canon. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And it didn't feel worth it. Basically, the only thing it accomplished was setting up Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And that's stupid, first of all, because we're going to see Captain Marvel anyway. I'm not seeing Captain Marvel if it doesn't have Peter Parker in it. That's what I was saying. I was like, I'm not seeing any more Marvel movies unless they have Peter Parker or T'Challa or both. Yeah, I told Anne. I was like, we're definitely pirating the next movie. My faves. Yeah, I know. I want to see what what were we listed about. We we saw Spider-Man Homecoming, but we want to see Spider-Man Sadie Hawkins. (laughs) We want to see Spider-Man Winter Formal. (laughs) We want to see Spider-Man Spring Formal. Senior Prom. You know, Spider-Man Last Day of School. (laughs) Senior Skip Day. Yeah. I want to see so many Spider-Mans. Ugh. Like, he can't he can't be dead. That's the thing. And that was the hardest, like, death for oh, me. Oh, that was horrifying. His was also slower than everyone Sl- else's. It was slower. So, also, I think it, like, it was very close on the heels of T'Challa, which I was like, no. But I also was like, okay, I know this can't stick also because, like, Black Panther was just so huge. Yep. But Peter Parker starts to, like, fade away, and then it's just like... Well, first of all, he's like, Tony, I don't feel don't good. Feel Mr. Good. Stark, I don't feel His good. His spidey senses can sense I know, it. it's horrifying. And he's just this precious cinnamon bun, and he's like, is this all making it Yeah, no, it was... It, I actually couldn't yeah, handle it. It was really sad. So very good acting. Very good acting. Because I felt real feelings. But I think the problem is, the strongest feeling was either anger or frustration, denial it it didn't feel worth it i think that's what i kept saying was this movie existed to like throw a wrench in the whole universe and Mm -hmm. as i pointed out to Anne, i think either during or shortly after the movie like a lot of people are contractually done with marvel after Mm -hmm. this movie whether or not you know renewals happen but like as far as i'm aware this was robert downey jr and chris evans last contractual obligation to mc and they both made it and they both made it which is fucking stupid but I don't know if they needed to give people an out. Like, I think there was a better way to do it than killing off half the universe and having to undo it somehow. Mm-hmm. So which characters who died would you swap for a character oh. that is living? Okay. Um, I would bring virtually anyone back and see Iron Man go. Mm-hmm. Like it's Black Panther, time. yeah. I just I don't. He got a stabbed shit. by Thanos, and I was like, oh, what a great way for you to die. Yeah, so exactly. Poetic. It was. 
Goodbye, sweet and, and Doctor Strange gives up the, the time, time stone. stone. The most valuable one. The one where you can rewind what just happened and yeah. redo it. The time stone to save Robert Downey Jr. Why? They don't even like He'd each already other. been stabbed. He's old. His heart isn't great. Like, at that point, I would have been like, eh, Pepper Potts you know? would have understood. Yeah. Don't give up the fucking time stone, you moron. <sighs> and I, <sighs> we don't even know what his plan was because he dissolved. Yeah, it's true. Because he said there was this whole bit where he... We're in the end game now. Well, but he goes... Because, I don't know, something about the time stone and his magical powers. He can look at every possible outcome. outcomes. Yeah, we whatever. One of them. Yes. <laughs> so he... It was the only way. Whatever. In only one outcome were they going to win, and I put win in quotations because I'm not really sure what that means. Well, how do you define win? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it seemed like really poor planning. And then the other thing, oh my gosh, this was one of the other things I wrote down. I wrote down rom com obstacle because you know how they have to manufacture some dumb shit obstacle in rom coms mm-hmm. because the stakes aren't usually actually that high. Mm-hmm. So something has to happen mm-hmm. to keep the people from being together. That was the moment when Doctor Strange, Peter Parker, Spider Man, Iron Man, when they were all. And Mantis, they were all mm-hmm. manipulating Thanos in some way. Yeah. They were either trying to pull his gauntlets off. almost there. They were almost there. They're and in Peter the sense Quill, that they were going to disarm Thanos of the gauntlet and probably save the universe. Yes. So Peter Quill finds out that he killed Gamora to get the Soul Stone. Which was always going to happen. There. I know. And so he punches him. He like hits what him for? repeatedly and wakes him up. And I was like, that's the rom-com <sighs> obstacle. Like if they had you know, accomplished what was reasonable. I'm so mad at Peter Quill over that. I was like, when he dissolved, I was like, good. Yeah. No, you just, you fucking deserved that. Like. You earned it. Endgame. She's already fucking dead. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing. And also, he already, like, made the decision to kill her like she asked her, she asked him to. Um, Didn't work because his gun turned into bubbles. Yeah. Because Thanos has the reality stone. Yeah, dumbass. So he knows what the stakes are. Yeah. Oh, so frustrating. It was. And but I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I know it had to happen. And also, I don't think Iron Man's being like, Quill, you have to calm down, like, helps. No. <laughs> I think it would have been more effective to say something like, Quill, she would have wanted you to yeah. back off right now. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, again, rom-com obstacle, like, it had to happen. Emotional intelligence. Because I think that was the moment where we were supposed to have hope and be like, oh, yes, they can defeat him. Mm-hmm. And the only thing, the only spoiler I saw, I tweeted from our account earlier this week that um, it was going to be really impressive if Anne and I were able to avoid spoilers. Mm-hmm. And the only spoiler I saw was that there was a twist. And I was like, that uh, can mean so many different things. Yeah. I don't I know mean, what that means. Spoiler alert, there's no twist. Come on. I know, that's... I mean, I guess it was a twist because you always think they're going to save the day mm-hmm. and they didn't. But it's like, it's not like they didn't save the I feel like they didn't successfully save the day now. So we have to wait a year for the next Avengers where they might save well, the day. Well, if there's even going to be another Avengers because two of the primary Avengers might not contractually be obligated to be in these movies anymore. They do say Thanos will return. That was one of the, one of the things. But I was like, yeah, I know. 
We're not but end now that here. they're turning like individual movies into ensemble movies, like we were talking about with Captain America: could Civil War, like Captain it could Marvel be, movie. it could be in whatever movie. It probably it's will not going to be, be Ant Man, Captain Marvel, because like that's the last thing we see in the end, um, in the post credits when Nick Fury contacts Captain yeah. Marvel. Yeah. The end credit scene that was not worth waiting for no. because the credits are so long because there's so many people worked on this movie. I was waiting there for like another 10 minutes yep. and everybody's angrily in the theater waiting for the cutscene we know is coming and it's at the very end and we're all just like muttering to ourselves like pissed for 10 minutes. Yep. So that was the movie going experience. <sighs> I'm exhausted. Yeah, no, me too. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Peter oh. Parker was a gem in this film. He was like, was he great. was like, you know He's that really, great. you know that really old movie, Alien. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, we're using fake names. <laughs> also, Iron Man Squidward comment was like so, <laughs> so on point. Weird. It was so. On oh point. yeah, that the stupid warlock. It's a servant of yeah. Uh, Thanos, Thanos had like creepy ass like disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like goblins. They were straight up goblins. They were not okay. They had like hoods and yeah. pointy ears. Yeah, it was not. It was, it was not dorky. okay. Uh, there, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm glad I saw it. I guess, but I've seen every Marvel movie with the exception of Ant Man. So, like, of course, I was gonna see it. Mm-hmm. But would I think, you recommend this film to no, others? No, I absolutely would not recommend this film. And I think mostly because one, it wasn't worth the outcome. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was worth sitting through two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah, like, minutes. wait till the Resolution movie, whatever it is, if it's Captain Marvel, if it's Avengers, the next one comes out, and watch them back to back. But I don't like part one. Yeah. You know? That's why I usually don't like the second one in a trilogy, because it's usually setting up the third movie. Yeah. But this technically was the third movie, and mm-hmm. the comparison I made to Anne was that it felt like Rogue One, where this was, like, the sacrifice movie. Mm-hmm. But unlike Rogue One, like, Rogue One, we knew what it was setting up. This time we don't know what it's setting up, and I think they think that's going to create some sort of anticipation, but for me, all it did was create frustration. Yeah. Yeah, I like, and I like Sacrifice, so I like Rogue One because, um, you know, I don't, I don't need a happy ending. I'm okay with, like, a couple characters dying. They have to be well chosen. Yeah. This one is, like, blanket, like, let's, let's pick a bunch of characters that are going to upset the fandom and get them to see our next movie. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. I felt cheap. So I'm okay with Gamora staying dead. Yeah. Uh, I would, you know, I would love to see more of Loki, but if we, if that ends up being like the big sacrifice, I'm like, okay, that, you know, sure. But you can't kill T'Challa. You can't kill you Peter can't. Parker. They're my faves. I mean, especially them because they're and the ones Bucky. we know. Well, and Bucky, but like those are the two we know are going to get movies. We know there's mm-hmm. going to be a Spider-Man 2. We know there's going to be a Black Panther 2. Like, is it been announced or is it just like dead. business sense? Spider-Man 2 has definitely yeah. been announced. Yeah. Black Panther 2, I read earlier this week that they were waiting on the director and Marvel is basically so indebted to this director that they're mm-hmm. going to wait until whenever he's available. And he's like, well, I'm holding all the power, so I'm going to make the fucking Black Panther movie whenever I want to make the yeah. Black Panther movie, which, yeah. I mean, is legit. Like, Patty Jenkins did the same thing with Wonder Woman. She was like, you're not going give to me, give me the money I want? Like, I'm going to hold out until Leverage. you do, because I have all of the power uh-huh. in this situation. Um, so, yeah. Like, of course they're going to make a Black Panther movie. Of course they're going to. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it's a lot of feelings. So, I mean, if the if the goal of a movie is to make you feel real emotions, I felt real emotions. I I'm felt feeling real emotions. emotions right now. Yeah, I know. I'm mad. Um, I 
can't see myself watching this movie again. Never. It was so exhausting. Yep. I'm tired. I'm still tired. It's been almost 24 hours and I'm still tired. I had like stress dreams. Not even about Marvel, just in general. Yeah. I I dreamed that my pants ripped. That's hilarious. And I had to deal with that. And that's how annoying (laughs) Avengers Infinity War was, is when your pants rip up the crotch. Because that's the thing that's supposed to be guaranteed in superhero movies is that there's some sort of... I'm trying to think of the appropriate word because it's not always happy, but there's always some sense of achievement Mm -hmm. or, I don't know, this movie just felt hollow. Do you think if there are only two giant tortoises left on Earth and then Thanos snaps his fingers Uh that there's only one giant tortoise left? Yeah. Fuck Thanos, man. (laughs) Okay, so we need to... I think we've covered everything that there really is to cover. One, we're mad. Two... Tweet us your feelings. Yeah. I tweeted some feelings. I tweeted that gif of of Zeus from Hercules where he's just like... Has just realized that Hercules has been kidnapped and he's like, No! And there's lightning bolts. Like, that's how I felt the whole movie. So we're gonna switch gears because fuck this movie. I, I like that's how I feel about it. So we're gonna... you've already seen it because this was spoilerific. So hopefully you're feeling the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So we're gonna pick what Avengers we think we would be. We're also gonna play oh. our game at the end, but also I want to assign us Avengers, and I haven't thought about it at all. Are we assigning each other Avengers? Or yeah, you... yeah, I think so. Oh, and nice. it doesn't have to be like Avengers, Avengers, but it has to be somebody in the cast, someone in the cast. So I'm just gonna look at you for a little bit. <laughs> the face you're making is so funny. Okay, only one person is coming up repeatedly for me, and I don't even fully understand why yet, but I'm just going to put it out there because honestly, no one else is popping up for me for Anne. Anne is Bruce Banner. Aww. To Lita. Aww. To me. Because, and I think this goes back to when we were talking about which originals characters we were, and Mm -hmm. I said that Anne was Cammie, the person who is enfolded into the mix, not necessarily because they're supposed to be or because they want to be, but because they are so attached to everyone who is embroiled in it Mm -hmm. that they can't not be and Mm -hmm. i think that's like kind of the defining thing about bruce banner is he's not there because he wants to be or because he ever signed up for it yeah he's just like thanos is coming yeah he's he's the person who's trying to like patch the team back together because Mm -hmm. he wasn't there during civil war when everything went to shit so he doesn't know what kind of baggage there is Mm -hmm. between iron man and captain america um but he's the one who's trying to bridge that gap trying to bring the team back together because he knows that that's the only way they're going to have any sort of chance of beating Thanos is bringing them all together. And he, I think retains the most like human characteristics, Mm -hmm. like because half of the time he is the super vulnerable, normal person And I think that was actually another funny thing about this movie is, like, Hulk was not about it. Hulk had been beat up by Thanos, Mm -hmm. and Bruce Banner kept trying to bring... Yeah. He kind of... It was almost like 
they were putting some ed jokes in there yeah no it was <laughs> it was it was exactly that except like much more important mm-hmm. um, yeah but i think again Anne is that person who is trying to bring people together trying to see the bigger picture be like okay this is what we need to do um but also not having that like single-minded focus to where they're blinded to everything else that's happening because I think that is what gets a lot of the Avengers is they're so single focused that they're just blind blind to everything else they need to see mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um and Anna's not that person I got, I got big picture you got big picture and your ego doesn't get in the way like it does with a lot of or like your sense of duty doesn't get in mm-hmm. the way I don't know. That warms my heart. I I see, I look at you and I see Bruce Banner. I have positive feelings about Bruce Banner. So I was like, oh, that's so flattering. So I'm like running through the enormous cast of Avengers. It's enormous. It's enormous in my mind. And I'm like, definitely like weeding some folks out there. Definitely not it. But someone I keep returning back to who wasn't in the film for very long was Loki. Whoa. So... Yeah, that's a surprise. And I did the same thing with Vampire Diaries as I surprised you with myself. Yeah. <laughs> Let me lay it out. Okay. Loki. But, like, Loki when he's, like, on your team, not yeah. when he's working against right. you. Um, Fabulous hair. Just, like, dark and beautiful. Oh. So, oh, oh. A- excellent. Number one. <laughs> Number two, just, like, wildly clever. Like, always coming at with, like, you know, a, a snappy response and like a joke and like really knowledgeable just like you know really thinking it through all aspects of it sense of humor absolutely but not like a rocket sense of humor it's kind of like crass Mm -hmm. um but kind of just like witty um and also just like a charmer there's a reason people love loki even though he's like been a villain off and on for a lot of movies uh yeah it was a hard loss at the beginning of the film it was he's i don't know i criticized and i remember talking about this in one of the previous episodes probably the black panther episode but i don't remember for sure where i was like thor is such a dumb dumb because <laughs> every single time he's like oh my brother mm-hmm. like he is you're the worst you know he well he's like oh he's like feeling remorse and he like feels our brotherly bond and blah 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 and then Loki like fucking stabs him or like does something and <laughs> it turns into a steak and it stabs <laughs> and he's blah but every single time Thor is like surprised by it because Thor actually is kind of a dum-dum yeah um, but regardless like he's never been the big big bad Mm -hmm. like even in avengers where he was seemingly the big bad like thanos was really pulling the strings um and loki regardless of all the shitty stuff he's done has had some sense of moral compass is it like an infallible moral compass is it a moral compass you could compare to like captain america i mean no Mm -hmm. (laughs) but He's not immune to the moral compass the way a lot of the other villains are. He just, he's doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is choosing his own priorities. And sometimes they line up with yours. And sometimes they don't live a life. It's doing your own thing. 
and my like, hair. wouldn't you be resentful if you were the adopted, um, like singled out person from your planet yeah. that He's no got a longer Klaus exists? Complex. He does have a Klaus complex, but even his mom isn't his mom. Mm-hmm. So it's like worse. Mm-hmm. It's worse than the Klaus complex because <laughs> he's not actually related to anyone. Like his, his people are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done a lot of shitty stuff. I like to think I'm better than that. <laughs> so I'm hoping that wasn't the connection. <laughs> no, I was, I was like, Loki, but when Loki's on your side. Yeah. Firmly. Yeah. Okay, sweet. I like it. Um, okay. So we're not quite ready for a game. Because first I'm going to make Anne do Blake Shelton impressions. Oh, good. Yes. So before Why we... Why are we doing these? Before we went to uh, Infinity War last night, Maggie and I are really big fans of The Voice. And every time Anne is here when we're watching, she watches because The Voice is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't not. Like, I've tried going in the other room and I'm like, no, I have to know what's going it's on. It's worth it. It's worth it. And Blake Shelton is like a ridiculous human, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, Sexy man. Okay, stop. <laughs> that... Was a travesty. Yeah, there was a lot of confusion. I loved the person who tweeted that Blake Shelton wasn't even the sexiest person named Blake Shelton. That was probably my favorite <laughs> one. Yeah. Um, but Anne really likes doing impressions. She did um, what's his face from fun. Winter Games. I have fun last time. Oh yeah, the the fellow who said uh, jacuzzi Just, appointment. Jacuzzi appointment. So last night she was doing impressions of Blake. And I told her she was going to have to do them on the podcast. But she wasn't going to do Blake Shelton as Blake Shelton. Yeah. She was going to do Blake Shelton as... Uh, doing other, you know, ocu- occupations. Because what where, what was the one you did last I night? I was saying Blake Shelton. He was giving, like, feedback on people's performance. And I was like, this sounds like, you know, oh, yeah. advice coming from, like, a m- middle school softball coach. <sighs> Having played softball throughout middle school. Like, that's mm-hmm. what it sounds like. Okay, so I want to hear Anne doing Blake Shelton as a vampire in the originals. That's what I want. I have to channel Blake. Elijah. (laughs) You know, I'm really starting to think your love for our brother Klaus is clouding your judgment. Because he, I tell you, he's just, he's got to be stopped. He's gone too far this time, and I know you made some promises, and you are duty-bound, and I respect that, but we have to prevent him from causing this catastrophe. That's the best I got. That's the best I got. Apologies to all Blake Shelton fans. I don't think there's going to be a lot of crossover here, frankly. Okay, I need one more. Um, I want to hear... Blake Shelton as The Bachelor. Well, Chris, I, I gotta say, I'm very delighted to be around all these beautiful, beautiful women today. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to this group date. What I'm hoping to see out of this group date is just, just really a firecracker of a lady. She's got to have the same interest in beautiful music as I do. And that's why we're going to be attending this concert together. Who's the concert? Gwen Stefani. 
Gwen Stefani would never be on The Bachelor. She is too in this, A-list. In this AU where okay. Blake Shelton is The Bachelor, he's not together enough. with Gwen Stefani, and somehow Gwen Stefani got looped in, too. Maybe Gwen Stefani's with Chris Harrison, and that's how she got on the Ew, show. Ew, she can do better than that, too. I mean, she can do better than Blake Shelton. I mean, yeah. yeah, but at least Blake Shelton has a lot of money. Chris Harrison. <laughs> so- I mean, sorry. Yeah. He bought her a fucking horse. <laughs> Don't you want someone who would just buy you a horse because you wanted one? Yeah. If you wanted one. I mean, one. if I wanted one. Yeah. I think, I don't know. Whatever. 2018's rough, guys. Oh, okay. One thing before we get to our game, actually. I was going to talk about Vanderpump Rules. I'm going to save it. We're going to come back. We'll loop it into some reality show episode in the future because Vanderpump is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it deserves more time. I got to watch some episodes. We should watch together. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best. That's the best situation. But I do want to. So before we started recording, we were catching up on Shadowhunters, which was great. But then we still had a little bit more time. So we started watching an episode of the originals. As always. We're obsessed with this show. We can't stop watching. We can't. We're so in it. And as we left off, as hopefully you remember in the originals, Esther has reincarnated her and Finn and Cole into Mm -hmm. new witch bodies, Mm -hmm. right? And I couldn't think of Finn's name for a long time. We were like, who's this? And I was like, Keith. Uh, Ned. Who said Sven? (laughs) said Sven. They're Vikings. Keith Keith just really got me. I was like, obviously his name isn't fucking Keith, Anne. Does Keith make any more sense than Finn? I don't know. Vikings? I don't think Vikings. I don't think there are any Vikings named Keith. I don't think there are Vikings like named Finn the either. Impaler. I gotta say. I mean, okay, fair enough. There definitely weren't any Vikings named Rebecca. Uh, I don't know. It's pre-Christian Europe. I don't, I don't know anything about the Vikings or enough to comment on their name. I feel like choices. I know just enough to feel pretty confident there were no Vikings named Rebecca. Fair but enough. That's all I got. I mean, that's fine. Okay, so for our game, obviously we're going to talk about Avengers characters, um, or Infinity War characters, not Avengers. This is so complicated now because the universe has expanded. Um, And so we decided, one, I just really wanted to talk more about Ronan Farrow because Mm. Anne tells me we had some gems about Mm -hmm. Ronan Farrow in our last episode. I haven't listened to our last episode yet, so I don't remember what happened. (laughs) But I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Um, So times... um, most influential people is that what it is i think so so uh they named their 100 most influential people earlier this week two of those people were ronan farrow and technically not ronan farrow specifically but it was the new yorker and Mm -hmm. the new york times um for the investigative work about harvey weinstein Mm -hmm. but ronan farrow was enfolded in that obviously Mm -hmm. because he was the one who wrote the new yorker piece um, and then we also picked Sean Mendez because his album is coming out in less than a month. Mm. We're so fucking excited. May 25th. We're seeing him in concert. As soon I will as see we him can. again. As soon as we can. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we just thought that would be kind of fun because mm-hmm. one, I like making fun of Ronan Farrow and we both love Sean Mendez and they're both named um, part of 100 Most Influential. Mm-hmm. Who wrote Ronan Farrow's I don't know. Piece. Because John Mayer wrote Sean Mendez. John Mayer. Yeah. Um, okay. I can't remember. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. The more interesting part was that John Mayer piece of shit wrote Sean Mendez's, which made me just very angry. Heavens. Okay. Um, but should we start with Ronan? Yeah. Okay. 
So, which Avengers character from Infinity War? From Infinity War. Is Ronan Farrow's fave? I have a thought. What's your thought? But I don't know. I don't know for sure. My initial thought, the first thing that came to mind was Doctor Strange. Oh. Yeah. Tell me more. I think it's because of his, like, really strong, not necessarily moral compass, but, like, sense of duty. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he told Iron Man mm, at the beginning, he yeah. was like, if I have to sacrifice you or the kid, the kid being Spider-Man, to protect the Blessed Time Stone. Blessed Cinnamon Bun Spider-Man. Yeah. He was like, I will. Like, the Time Stone is more important than either of you, and, and I need you to know didn't. that. <laughs> I know. That was stupid. So, like, not that part of it. But maybe Ronan Farrow kind of actually seems like a big softie. Yeah. Um, but I was He'd sacrifice the Time Stone for John Lovett. Yeah, he would. <laughs> yeah, he would. Boyfriend of six years. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, can we go a single episode without mentioning Crooked Media? Nope. Nope. Because <laughs> um, I was thinking, I was like, it has to be someone who's like seeking justice, who has this like enormous sense of duty, right? Yeah. Because he yeah. worked for the State Department. He started this investigative work. Before then, like him and Mia Farrow were doing all sorts of aid work in mm-hmm. Africa. Like he has a really uh, strong sense of, like, do-goodership. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good because he has a lot of money. He has a lot of privilege. Like, that's yeah. the best-case scenario that he uses it for good, right? Exactly, and works. Um, and Instead I think, of it being, like, good theater. Yeah. Doctor Strange is kind of comparable to that. So he was, like, a really, really successful neurosurgeon. Yeah. Was that right? I think so. Um, white, huge amount of privilege, mm-hmm. ends up, as part of, I can't even remember, like, the order or whatever. Some stuff happens. Some stuff happens. He gets involved in warlockery. There were a lot of good, like, wizard jokes. There were. I will say. Kid, there's the wizard. Go get him. <laughs> Go protect the wizard. Um, <laughs> Peter Parker was MVP. Yeah, he was. Um, but I was thinking, I was like, okay, who has a really strong sense of duty? Doctor Strange and also Captain America. But I don't see Ronan Farrow as a Captain America and I don't know why. I need to sit with that for a I'll second. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because I was puzzling. I was like, I was going through the characters and I was like lingering on Captain America. And I was like, kind of, it doesn't really fit. And the reason why is Captain America is not at all about ego. He's like oh, very humble. Yes. And like more about like like lifting up his friends. Which mm-hmm. is not to say that Ronan Farrow is not about lifting up his friends. But Ronan Farrow knows how to self-promote. Yeah. He retweets all the press. Everything. He takes a damn good selfie. And I think Doctor Strange, coming from his, like, hotshot surgeon, like, Mm -hmm. carrying that over into his, like, intense do-good or duty-bound sense of it, like, that blend Mm -hmm. makes more sense. I totally agree. Yeah. Ronan Farrow has a sense of ego Mm -hmm. that... Which is not getting in the way. So I can't complain. No, because uh, I was about to say Captain Strange. Doctor Strange (laughs) um, is very committed. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, he makes that big goof. But overall, he's very committed to his order, very committed to protecting the Time Stone. He, I mean, mean, it might not be a goof. It might just be like, oh, we we have to let him win temporarily. Yeah, that's true. We'll we'll never (sighs) really know. I'm so. But his intentions are absolutely in the right place. But he still thinks of himself as very important. Captain America is, like, very reluctant to think of himself as important. Like, he 
I don't know. He'll sacrifice everything yeah. at the end of the yeah. day. He will sacrifice himself. And Doctor Strange, you don't get that same sense from him. Yeah. And he's not comfortable. He's not at home on a stage. Yeah. Like in the first Captain America, he's part of the USO. And he's like, this isn't where I can do the most good. Yeah. Like, if it's where you need me, it's where you need me. But it's not where I can do the most good. Mm-hmm. I feel good about that. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. resonate for you? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, so we can move on to Sean Mendes. Sean Mendes. Okay, I feel like there's a really obvious one, and I need you to tell me that I'm not just going here because of the like age thing, mm-hmm. but like the obvious connection to me is Peter Parker. I think it's obvious because it's true. Okay. It's like the heart of gold. Yeah. It's the so pure. So pure and like so will he makes a really great comment. Iron Man gets so mad at him for getting on board the alien ship when he was supposed to go home. And Iron Man is like, I told you to go home. I didn't want you to be here. Yeah. Um, and Peter Parker says something. I mean, this isn't going to be verbatim, but like says something along the lines of like, how can you be a neighbor, like friendly neighborhood Spider-Man if there's no neighborhood there's to no protect? there's no neighborhood. And I was like, um, I snapped my fingers in the theater. I was like, yeah. Yeah. He's so... Like, he's naive. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely naive. Mm-hmm. He's young. He's still in high school. He's precious. He's got beautiful skin. Um, but he has this beautiful intrinsic self sense of good. Mm-hmm. But he's also, like, a shit, you know? He's, like, this, like, sarcastic <laughs> little asshole, too. And yeah. it Cracking wise. It's, like, you could almost imagine Iron Man being 20 years younger and being exactly like Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And you hope that that isn't what his future is going to look like because Iron Man is so, so skeptical and so darkened inside. I mean, maybe that's what happens when you get kidnapped by terrorists. I mean, I don't know. But um, I think Sean has that same sense of, like, joy and Mm -hmm. light. And And it's got, they got energy. They have energy. In a way that you're just like, oh, I love That Gen Z, man. I want uh, Sean Mendes to make an appearance in the next Spider-Man movie now. They should play one of his songs. Yeah. I love it. Which one? Well, maybe he would write a song. Maybe it'd be like <gasps> Original a, uh, song? Yeah. It would be a, a James Bond kind of situation. Wow. Yeah. I would pay extra or for that. Or maybe in Spider-Man Senior Prom, they will dance to a Shawn Mendes song. I love it. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's the only thing that makes sense to yeah, me. Yeah, I can't... There's. I don't even think there's a close second for me, yeah. so... Sweet. Excellent. Is there anything else? I think we covered it. Follow us at Vodka Lem Stand on Twitter. Yes. We also have a website, vodkalemonadestand.com. And you can subscribe on the podcast app, Vodka yes. Lemonade Stand. Leave a review, rate us, send us comments, uh, suggestions, uh, praise, we anything. Love, we love ideas. Interact. Like, I am pretty good i mean hair flips like pretty good at coming up with content (laughs) but we also want to produce what you want to hear yeah so let us know yay cheers cheers